This is the Daily Wrestling News Show for November 4th, 2021. It is our final episode of the season. We are starting, uh, we are finishing the same way we started. We have Al Carl in the in the co-host seat. I am here, and uh, yeah, everything is full circle. Full circle. Saturday, right? I'm not going to lie, pal. I, I love doing these morning shows with you. I love having the, the, the kitchen morning show aspect, my morning cup of joy. Uh, I'm gonna miss this, and I hope you return safe or uh, return soon. Actually, I'm sure you're gonna be safe, but return yeah. soon. We'll talk about uh, you know the reasons and everything towards the end of the show. Again, uh, I've been mentioning it every day. You know what's going on and stuff, but I want to kind of put it at different times of the show because people tune in at different times and hear different things. So we'll set that aside. But um, what we've done all week and what we're going to continue to do here with Al today is we're going to talk about sort of the best of wrestling, right? Like, what are our hopes? What are our wild-ass predictions? What's it fun for fans to do? We're going to take the show a lot less serious today. Uh, there's a couple of news items. We'll talk about that. But Do I ever know. take it serious? I don't ever take any of this seriously. Oh, it's super serious. We sort through <laughs> yeah. all the bullshit in wrestling news. That's so. it. <laughs> so when you go non-serious, I have to say, well, that's bullshit. So yeah, today, exactly. today, we're dealing in bullshit. That's what we're doing today. <laughs> And we had a lot of fun with those segments too, and I had the made-up articles. You had to call me out on them. Those were those were fun. Days. This was good. This was good. And, I, and like I said, I can't I can't wait to do this again in the future. So no, absolutely. So uh, we've already announced on the show this this week that we are going to get together, all of us, and do a panel um, shortly after Royal Rumble, within seven to ten days. We'll check everybody's schedule, see when they're available, and we'll do that. So what we're doing is I'm going to make Al give me his hopes for the next period of time between now and the rumble and then we'll do wild ass predictions for 2022 and i'll ask them who's going to win the rumble so let's let's start with your hopes but before we go there i want to revisit the last time i asked you for your hopes in wrestling which was about five months ago yes. uh, i asked you what what did you hope would happen in wrestling and you said two things you said well i hope cm punk comes back yeah, I was... and you came back so you uh you you nailed it nailed it <laughs> and exactly you also nailed asked it. Was, you wanted a true war between yes. Impact and AEW, and yes. you really didn't get that. But here's the matches that you had lined up. You said, give us John Silver versus Johnny Swinger. You said, give us the Inner Circle versus Violent by Design. Yes. You said the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers, which I'm going to put an uh, asterisk next to that one and say, well, I think we still may get that. Yes. You had a big 20-person tag match, FTR, Jurassic Express, Best Friends, Pac, Penta, Uno, Grayson versus Storm, Saban, Austin, Full, and Decay, Triple XL, Cardona, and Myers. You had Sheeta, Deeb, Statlander, Rose, and Cargill. That reads basically like the remaining members of the TBS Championship Tournament, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yep. Versus Jordan Grace, Dashwood, Rosemary Havoc, Sue Young. You wanted Miro versus Eddie Edwards, Darby Allen. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Phoenix, Kip Sabian, and, and Ricky Starks teaming up to face Josh Alexander, TJP, Chris Bay, co uh, Cousin Jake, or Jake something, Jake and uh, Willie Mack. You had Cody and teaming up with MJF, Hangman Page, Brian Cage, and Moxley to take on Swan, Moose, Trey, Sammy, and uh, Sammy Callahan, and Tommy Dreamer. You had Sting versus Rohit Raju. 
That was the main event. Yes, that's that's the marquee matchup that everybody would have paid to see. That's that's. I'm still hopeful that we do get Sting and Rohit Raju. That'd be an incredible match. Uh, and you were you were putting Kenny Omega down versus Samoa Joe. Now Samoa Joe, yeah, uh, he's going to come up later when we talk about what other things that you said around uh, around predictions and stuff. But Samoa yeah. Joe obviously didn't leave WWE in the end. So he didn't. Yeah, he I, he was he was my big savior for Impact, and that didn't. It would have been a great story if it was. That would have been that would have been a nice little bow on everything. But I'll take Christian Gianna. over Kenny Omega. That was fine by me. You know, if it wasn't going to be Joe, yeah, tickle pink. It was Christian, the one that you know uh, became the savior. We're gonna talk about Christian Cage in a little bit too. <laughs> uh, De- you had Deanna Perazzo versus Britt Baker, and uh, yes. we'll talk about that match too because I think we all still want to see that. Travis suggested, uh, after you had given out your card, Travis suggested that we do Excalibur versus Don Callis. Um, so, you know, so we had a full card there. We didn't get uh, pretty much any of that. <laughs> so, but... No, no, I wasn't going to say I just wanted the war. Like I said, that was my yeah. own little made-up card. And he said, I will we'll, we'll go with the war concept again in a little bit. But, yeah, I just wanted something where, you know, they, they, they went head-to-head. I think it would have been great for wrestling. Um. Just yeah, and- so you know, the tag team division in AEW is is amazing and superior, and that the Impact Knockouts division is amazing and superior. Have you know great matches between both brands in a brand supremacy? We were kind of getting a little bit of that in Impact, uh, you know, with Finn Juice and yep. uh, you know the Bullet Club. Because you know there was a lot of times you kind of heard the crowd in the Impact Zone. They let them back in, kind of just leaning towards the Impact guys, even though Finn Juice. For example, were the good guys, but they don't they don't go there. So um, yes, yeah, it's far be. I think I have a little more realistic war plan. Well, I'm I'm excited to uh, to get into it. It's like so we are knocking on the door of Survivor Series. I know that and everything. So Al, uh, let's get into what are your hopes for this next period? We got between now and Royal Rumble. We're talking about what do you hope happens in the world of wrestling. Okay, so first things first, uh, we have one wrong to correct. And that was two weeks ago uh, when Deanna Perrazzo lost the Impact Knockouts Championship. Um, I mean, I agree. She's taking time off. That, that, that was, that, that's, that's a crime in, in most states. New Jersey definitely is one of them. Uh, unfortunately, this match didn't take place in New Jersey. You know, Vegas, there are no rules, so they were able to get away with this. Um, so along with Deanna Perrazzo, I'm assuming they, I, I'm assuming they should just keep her off TV. That's fine for now. Save that for hard to kill in January. That's one of their big four. Get the rematch at hard to kill. So I got Deanna Perrazzo winning the knockouts championship back, make her a three-time champ at hard to kill. But then we're going to steamroll a little bit further and, uh, we're going to go all Jersey girls with gold here, right? Whoa. So uh, eventually Liv Morgan with the Raw Championship. Like I said, my pick was Layla Hirsch for the TB, uh, TBS Championship. Hopefully she'll get first crack at the winner. Deanna in the top corner, she's going to get her belt back. Casey Catanzaro, her and Caden are due for those tag titles. And there's Sonya, down on the bottom, blowing a kiss to everybody. Uh, <laughs> hopefully at some point this circles around to her winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. Maybe so, she uh, takes the NXT Championship from Mandy. Maybe she does a little tour. You know, that maybe she that. does, I guess. Yeah, that, that'd be a fun to circle back to that, you know, uh, shave Mandy Bald like uh, she was originally supposed to. But um, 
I will let Mandy have her fun down in NXT. That's fine. Sonya, get her on the main roster. I like that she's running around with Shayna. I got, I'm hopefully they stay together. Uh, this feud with Naomi, I think, is great for the both of them. They're stretching this out. Um, th- it's an absolutely uh, great thing that they're involved. They're getting Naomi back again, which is great. Naomi, again, you know, people, I don't want to say cry and complain, but I think they're right. I think Naomi is an exceptional talent. I think she's great. Maybe, you know, sometimes people get sick of the baby face, you know, thing, whatever. Maybe she needs a, you know, a change. But, um, you know, Naomi belongs on TV, you know, and that change will hopefully come when she joins, uh, you know, the uh, the bloodline because she belongs right. in there. They, and they can use a female representative. But uh, in the meantime, her and Sonya screwing with, the, uh, screwing with each other, I, I, I think, is uh, really, really great. So I'm hoping for a jersey sweep here. Unfortunately, not pictured as Tasha Steeles. I, I'm completely content with the inspiration as tag team champions. So Tasha's right. just going to sit this one out for a bit. Well, since you've mentioned all that, I want to go back to what you said on episode 100 about champions. Because we, at that time, we were like, who in the next year is going to win championship gold for the first time? Who's going to be a first-time champion? You you went out with a, a bang here. And some of your predictions have remained the same. So, and I'll explain. You said you thought maybe the Riot Squad would win the tag titles. Now, that seems yes. to be off the table now. Yes. But you still kept Liv Morgan up there in your, yep. you know, getting a getting with the raw championship and, and ruby, ruby ruby can win that tbs title she sure. you know and with her not getting that first round by adds to the story of her in the tournament i think we discussed in pre-production maybe it was on air on tuesday night that she's going to be the one person that or i know a lot of you guys actually i shouldn't say that a lot of you guys are high on chris statlander but i have her beating chris statlander granted both of them, uh, my pick last night was wrong with um with uh Jay beating Jamie Hayter, but I, I think, you know, the four buys, I think three of them will advance. I think the one that loses would be Chris Statlander to the Ruby Riot, and that will just add, oh, she had the extra match. She's got the extra, you know, you know there's, there's the story there. So I sure. think Ruby could definitely win that that championship. You had also back then said Casey and Caden winning the NXT tag titles, and you're holding strong with that. Uh, again, it was, yes, it was the jersey. Thing, yeah. yes. <laughs> now, here's one that's interesting. You said um, – you were trying to stay when when you shifted to talk about the big titles. You were like, "Well, I have to stay away from Walter, Karrion Cross, and Lashley because they're not losing their titles." So that was kind of interesting. <laughs> and you also threw Roman in there, but those three, I was I kind of like, yeah, looking back. Uh, so you called Samoa Joe becoming champion. You were indicating that he would be the guy who beat Kenny Omega for the Impact yes. Championship. Yes, you were right that he became champion, but it was on the NXT brand. Um, Half point. And then you called Christian Cage as the guy who was going to beat Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. A half point. <laughs> and he did beat Kenny Omega, but it was for the Impact Championship. So, you, like you said, you get you kind of get credit for that. You get no credit for calling Eva Marie as the champion. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was you were just. Uh, well, yeah, so she's off TV right now. I don't, I don't even. Yeah, exactly. I, well, here's the dream match though, right? WrestleMania, Liv Morgan walking the aisle as Raw Women's Champion. Uh, Defending against Eva Marie. So there's my Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. Uh, BJ Pavanka says the extra match is a little more compelling for the same night tournaments. King of the Ring. Hell yeah. Yep. You're, absolutely. So if Ruby makes it through, that's a good story to tell. Yep. And if, and if by the way, he's right. If it's, if it's the same night, it makes it more compelling when they have the rest in between. It's a little less so, but it's still something. Yeah, look, look at Randy Savage at WrestleMania 4, right? He won four matches. Two of the guys he faced 
in the one-man gang in the semifinals coming off a bye, and Ted DiBiase in the final coming off a bye. So, he had, you know, that was the story. Savage had to keep going, going, and going, while the guys he had to face got a little bit of rest in between matches. So, Yeah, and the, the thing about, like, when you look at this TBS tournament, um, if she didn't have that opening round match, she'd be in a lot better shape, right? Because if she yeah. didn't have to get her butt kicked by Serena Deep after the match, you know, so that so that's going to play into the story as well, I think. So she should have got the fly over Nyla Rose. That's the thing. Like, that's really yeah, nice. probably so. She is the first of fifty. All right, Al. What's next on your hopes for the? the uh, yeah, hopes. Yes, this is now part of my wild ass predictions right here. So I'm going to throw up a graphic. This is a Survivor Series related um, graphic here. Uh, over the past couple years, when they've been doing the the inner brand. Uh, Raw vs. SmackDown, and even the 2019 when NXT was involved, the SmackDown women's elimination team, the SmackDown team of five women, has the squad douche. Wow. In six matches, they've never won. This, see, the, the, the print on this is getting smaller and smaller and smaller uh, on the Raw side for the, the women who've won because they just keep on dominating. So last year, Lana was the sole survivor. The year before, NXT... Uh, they ran rough shot at Survivor Series. Uh, they won both women matches, not only the elimination match, but then Shayna Baszler won the champions uh, match as well. But Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai all survived for NXT. But then uh, four consecutive years before that, or four consecutive matches, uh, Nia Jackson 2018, Asuka 2017, Charlotte and Bailey both survived in 16. And then way back when in 2008, Beth Phoenix was a sole survivor. So... Looking at this right now, I predicted SmackDown last year. I forget who was on their team. They, like I said, the whole thing was about Lana, uh, you know, hindsight 2020. I think some people picked it. Others should have saw it coming. Uh, here are the potential teams I put together this morning that could be in the Raw versus SmackDown match at the Survivor Series. You got Bianca Belair with our new queen, Her Royal Highness, Selena Vega, along with Dewdrop and the tag team champions. They'll be on Team Raw. Against Sasha Banks, Naomi, if somehow uh, um, Sonya Deville allows her to be in it. Uh, Natalia have to go. She's a Survivor Series maintain. Shotzi, maybe, you know, she came out with a little bit of balls, uh, a little piss and vinegar on Friday, getting herself in the, in the SmackDown title situation. And then Shayna Baszler. And those are the two I'm looking at, Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler. And those two, I think, are just too much for the Raw team, even with Rhea Ripley and uh, Bianca Belair on that team. So my wild-ass prediction something we've never seen before. I am predicting right now that the SmackDown team, the SmackDown women's team, will win their first elimination match at Survivor Series. I agree. That is wild-ass, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make that prediction <laughs> when it comes time. So that's an interesting uh, – yeah, very interesting. Wild is that your is that a hope or just a wild ass prediction? That's my wild ass. Uh, okay. That's it's either. I'm not, it's not really hope. I could care less. I just think you know <laughs> it's you know it's time for SmackDown and SmackDown just gets they get they get steamed over and you know we'll, I'll get I'll show you the graph. You have a stat show. Um, I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it this year with my schedule, but SmackDown just gets run over. Yeah. After Survivor Series, I think there are ten matches under 500. I believe I saw this morning they're 13 and 23. And that includes the elimination matches, the champions versus champions matches, uh, the non-champion, whatever, just random, you know, fight matches. Uh, SmackDown gets uh, the bleep end of the stick here. 
and they got to step it up, Fox. You know, if I'm a Fox guy, if I'm a Fox Network executive, I got to have a meeting with all these people before Survivor Series and say, step up your game. We need ratings here. Okay, since you since you went deep into the the women's division on WWE, I want to I'm going to bring up. Uh, I talked to to Maggie this morning, my wife, about her hopes for wrestling in the next quarter or so, in the next three months. Yes, and, and these aren't predictions; these are spoilers. Maggie's usually dead on with this stuff, so be uh, careful. These, yeah, well, we'll see. But so, what she hoped for, and, and when she said, yeah, "Maybe, maybe this is more wild ass," kind of like Al Carl's here. Um, she hopes that either Stardom or Choco Pro, which, by the way, stands for Chocolate Pro. Uh, these are two Japanese companies. Choco Pro is uh, started by Emi Sakura. She wants to see a U.S. division. She wants Joshi wrestling nice. in the United States. So that's her hope. And along with the you know the women's Survivor Series thing here, I thought I'd throw that in now. So yeah, yeah, anything for women's wrestling. You know, as I, you know, Ryan, I, you know, I use the pun all the time. I am the athletic supporter for women's wrestling. Right. So you are uh, I'm on board. I absolutely love it. Uh, a lot of the times, I think it's more. I'm not saying it's going to be better than men's division, but it's more compelling. And that's what yeah. I enjoy. That's what you know. A lot of times, you know, other than matches that involve Charlotte Flair. A lot of the matches are, you know, you kind of go into it not knowing who's winning. So, yeah, and I would say that these at this point, based on all the drama we've heard about Charlotte Flair, somebody you could. I didn't make a wild ass prediction about this, but I think there's a wild ass prediction to be made about her. Does you know does she fall out of favor? Is this all the work? And we're getting. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it'd be a work, but maybe it is. You know, because um, well, if they put Becky, Becky Lynch and Charlotte in the ring at Survivor Series against each other. It feels like a risk given what we are led to believe happened on SmackDown. Or, or it's just great storytelling heading into a big match. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would be perhaps. It's Adam Cole appearing on Pat McAfee's show and flipping his shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. It'd be it'd be very interesting because they would have misled the entire, not misled, but they would have fooled the entire press. You know, so that's interesting. All right, what else you got, Al? Okay, so like I said, with my uh, my unsuccessful prediction between the war between AEW and Impact Wrestling, uh, I came up. I'm gonna stick with the war concept. I, I love stuff like this. You know, you'll see later on. I did some Survivor Series stuff. Like I said, if we get to it, great. Uh, one of the best Survivor Series. Or I'm the one. I'm the one asshole that loved the invasion. Okay, I'm that one guy that thinks that that was absolutely incredible. Yes, some of the big names weren't there, but I think it was better because guys like Sting and Goldberg and the Outsiders and Hulk Hogan were not involved in this, and they actually reformed ECW. I thought it was brilliant. So with that, and then looking at my calendar, um, Survivor Series weekend usually brings forth war games. So in a little more... I'm going to give myself a little bit of a better chance here, just, you know, trying to not use the forbidden door to try to get a war. I'm just going to go straight to a company and a brand, and I'm going to go to NXT. And for war games, I want old school NXT versus the new NXT 2.0. And just like I did for... Uh, Impact and AEW, I did make a mock card. Like I said, I'm not expecting this card to come to fruition. And this is just, if I'm booking this crap, this is what I would like to put out to you. I tried to get as many people involved as possible. Sometimes this, that, and the other, it doesn't happen. So uh, we, I guess you always have a pre-show match. Uh, we're going to start off with the, the, the women's 
uh, tag team championship. Does that comment need to go up? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there you go. There, there's there's, the, there's the comment. Uh, says, loves the old school versus new school. There you go. There we go. So we have uh, the women's tag team championships. Obviously, I'm just sticking to Casey and Kadem. They're going to represent the old guard. Toxic Attraction, our brand new champions. They're the, they're the new 2.0. So we're going to have this match start uh, the night off on the pre-show. Hopefully, Casey and Kadem can get it done. I said, I'm not trying to book winners here. I just want to book the matches, let you guys decide for yourselves. That's half the fun of it. Um, on the main card uh, for the North American Championship, I know uh, I discussed on Tuesday um, when we were making our picks for that tag team match with Gargano and Loomis against Trick and Carmelo. Uh, overall, I think it's going to end up uh, Dexter Loomis actually winning the North American Championship over Carmelo Hayes. So you're yeah, going to have Dexter representing uh, NXT going against Carmelo Hayes and the new NXT 2.0. Uh, we have new tag team champions in Imperium. Again, uh, something that nobody saw. Um, so I kind of was hoping that MSK would be put in the situation, but that was not to be. It is going to be Imperium. So uh, they'll be the ones that get their asses kicked by the Creed Brothers. I think the Creed Brothers is just inevitable. Uh, they're like Ace Austin. It is inevitable. They, they're just, just dominant. They are strong in the ring. I like the Creed Brothers a lot. Um, I think that Diamond Mind, uh, Diamond Mind, excuse me, is 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 a great fashion. You're gonna see more of them now with their leader in uh, Roderick Strong. I have the Diamond Mind with 2.0 because they are the new faction. I think Roddy can sell us, you know, with the 2.0 group as the heels in this, you know, because we all love, you know, the the, the fans, you know, Casey and Caden. We all love Dexter Loomis now, and you'll see the men's and women's teams. Those are all the good guys too, for the most part. But we have. Um, Diamond Mind, you know, Roddy can sell, like, no, this is the biggest break in my career. You know, the sure. Undisputed Era, that was the ultimate. I, I was a secondary character. I'm in charge now in the new 2.0. This is my group. This is my NXT. So Roddy's going to stick with the 2.0. I got him going against Cameron Grimes. I think that would be absolutely great. I do believe Cameron is under 205. I think a Cruiserweight Championship storyline with Cameron Grimes hasn't happened yet. I believe uh, he's just been solely focused either on the million-dollar title or the North American title. So... Uh, get Grimey involved here. I think he could have an absolutely five-star match with Roderick Strong for the Cruiserweight title. So now we come to war games. I have five-on-five. Five. I know I usually four-on-four. Uh, I kind of bricked on this. I made the matches, and then I realized, like, oh, my God, war games. You can put this in a cage. So for <laughs> old school, for uh, the original NXT, you know, I think there's no shocks. You know, Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, uh, Zoe Stark, Ember Moon. I put Dakota Kai in this team, too. Um, I think it would be fun going back to like, you know, the 2000, I wouldn't say 2001, the test, but you know, like, you know, Dakota Kai is the heel, but then like when she goes to try to make friends with Mandy Rose and Frankie Monet and everybody I have on the NXT 2.0, they just kick her ass because she's an old school, you know, combatant. So I think Dakota Kai will be forced to team with Raquel and be on the NXT team, NXT team. Uh, then for 2.0, our new champion, Mandy Rose, Frankie Monet's new school. I think we can get uh, a pissed off Saray here, get her, turn her a little bit heelish because she's getting frustrated. The new NXT didn't work for her. The old NXT, she didn't do anything. She just came in. They're not giving her a chance. Give her a chance, you know, turn her heel. Uh, Cora Jade is a new star, up and coming star, even though she's bubbly. She doesn't feel like a heel team, but she'll go there. And then Ivy Nile, Ivy Nile is going to be the wild card on this one. Uh, I, I see big things coming out of her. And then for the, the men's team, uh, led by Tommaso Ciampa with Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly, 
Santos Escobar will put on that team as well. Uh, he's an old school guy. And then you got Bob oh. Wagner, which, yes. So he's going to be, uh, I don't want to say the, the mole here, but Kyle O'Reilly, this is the story where you get Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner feud going. Kyle's going to, you know, Von, you know, he's a trustworthy guy. He's a friend of mine. He'll be with us. I know he's new, but no, he doesn't. He wants to be, you know, he's my tag team partner. Kyle will, Kyle was Kyle's thing. I don't trust anybody. He will finally trust Von Wagner. And then during this match, during the war games, Von Wagner will turn on Kyle O'Reilly, join 2.0. It'll be a six on four. They'll get their asses kicked. Uh, Braun Breaker, as uh, somebody commented before, Braun will give you all the Braun Breaker you want. He will captain the new 2.0 team, put Odyssey Jones, Grayson Waller. Um, I think Harland and Joe Gacy, they're eventually going to switch roles here. I think Joe Gacy will eventually just end up being, although he is a wrestler now, I think he will just end up being a mouthpiece for Harland. So we'll put Harland in this match uh, along with the debuting Solo Sokoa from last week. He's, he's just, you just can't leave him out. So uh, that would be my war between NXT and NXT 2.0. Uh, I think it would be great. You got two War Games matches. You got three cha four championship matches. Um, that would be a takeover that everybody, I think, would enjoy. Yeah, I think so. So on Monday, when I was doing the show with John DeConi, my first hope was that we get our NXT back, that we get takeovers, and we get all that stuff. Because yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned that we're, we're not going to get takeovers anymore. Um, but yeah. takeovers of the past were in these great big arenas, and they had. 10,000 people in them. And I want to get back to that. I want, you know, we're probably never going to get NXT like what we used to have. But, you know, I would at least want to get those takeovers and high quality matches and good storytelling that gets us back to that point. Um, so I hope we get this. I hope we get War Games if it's not Survivor Series weekend, which at this point I'm thinking maybe not because they they haven't, like, put it on sale yeah, or anything. Exactly. Um, um, last year they did it in December. As long as Regal walks out and says war games at some point, yeah. good, right? You know. So, uh, one little observation uh, when you were going through it, it, it felt to me like you were um, kind of putting NXT 2.0 in the heel category in every match. Is that yes. that that intentional? <laughs> that is intentional because that's when when normally, like, if you look at wars past, whether it's WWF versus WCW. They did it in the new ECW, like I, uh, like I said on Tuesday in the Central Wrestling Podcast. The match between, uh, I forget what the, the ECW, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and Dream, I forget what they were called, but you know the new breed, they were the heels. They were trying to kick the old guys out. That match culminated a four-on-four -four at WrestleMania 23. Um, not the greatest match in the world, but you just watch that match for the intro where you have RBD, Sabu, Sandman, and Dreamer walking through the Ford Field crowd to the old ECW music. And I just got goosebumps thinking about it. Like, that was just incredible itself. And then the other one I can think of, when Vince Russo first, I don't want to say when he first took over WCW, but he did a uh, uh, old school versus new breed yeah. or uh, whatever you want to call it, where it was guys like Billy Kidman and Sean Stasiak. And, you know, Jeff Jarrett was the chosen one. He was represented trying to get rid of Hulk Hogan, trying to get rid of Sting, and DDP and, and Goldberg. So, um, yeah, normally the, the young cocky guys, yeah, yeah, even even though the crowd was cheering for him, yeah, they were supposed yeah, to. I was going to say, I didn't feel like they were. Like, they, no, may, have, yeah, they may have been uh, kind of booked that way, but 
the, yeah, they're not not with the crowd reaction. <laughs> they were the face. They uh, yeah. So it, it seems like you know the young cocky guys that coming in and you know you know and then the old guys like well you haven't been testing it you haven't been put through the ringer you haven't you know there's the, the, the natural stories there you know the young ego rookie thinking his shit don't stink and then the, the old guard has to put him in their place and uh, but I think I just because if you're going to stick with the 2.0 I think 2.0 especially in that main event when I have a Von Wagner heel turn. Um, probably still wearing his Halloween costume. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think 2.0 should, 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 you know, with heel tactics, you know, definitely, you know, walk away from this as the, the winners here. Cause it is, it is a transformation, unfortunately. And yeah, and these takeovers, I think they're going to have to take a back seat because if you look at some of the matches, like I'm, I'm a fan of all wrestling, especially the women's wrestling, but that, that ladder match for the women's tag titles, that was very below par for what any company's women's wrestling and not you know nxt has a very high bar but um yeah that completely fell below expectations yeah yeah we don't need to see that again yeah we need to see rebound from that jc and Mm -hmm. gg so all right so al you earlier you had a a wild a prediction with the survivor series women's team but did you have any other for 2022 any other wild ass predictions um yeah as i had stuff for each company um like i said with the wwe uh, nxt i can check that off i just did that one wwe the women's survivor series team he said we'll get to the rumble picks at the end i guess yeah um for impact <clears throat> i'm looking forward to braun Strowman. if that is true reported by james wheeler super fan of the essential wrestling podcast <laughs> news to me i don't know if it's true or not if you have to spongebob this but apparently braun Strowman is heading to impact wrestling i mean i mean very intrigued that's why when he first got released i believe i texted all of you get him an impact he would shine there he would be absolutely incredible with his personality and what he can do in the ring uh so i'm looking forward to see if braun Strowman and then so the ring of honor releases two guys that stick out to go to impact ec3 would probably go home again and i guess like i said uh on the central wrestling podcast dalton castle has impact written all over him get dalton right. castle over there so um overall though impact is probably the best it's been in a very 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 long time just keep doing what you're doing you're doing great you don't need to change anything and i'm gonna throw aew in there as well aew is fine don't need to change it i'm not gonna try to predict anything what they're doing is working every you know the aew fans are happy as an impact fan and an aw i'm happy with both those companies the one thing I, I mentioned yesterday on the, the episode with John Smith, one of my hopes was that uh, Impact would do something to generate buzz because that's what they've done about this time in the last two years. Two years ago, uh, in 2019, they started the the build towards Tessa Blanchard becoming world champion. And that created a yeah, lot of buzz for the company. And then it, uh, about 11 months ago now, so December of last year, is when the AEW Im- Impact crossover started so that generated a bunch of buzz so in my head it's like it's it's buzz season for impact so what might they do and we talked a little bit about maybe it's Braun Strowman maybe he shows yeah. up maybe Bray Wyatt shows up but something that is unique and creative that gets them a little bit of uh, buzz this time of year seems to be seems to be something they do yeah Braun and Bray would both be uh how about that for alliteration um great additions I did more Braun than Bray and I I think Braun wouldn't get lost in the shuffle big time in AEW. Bray, obviously, everyone, including myself, like, okay, when's Bray Wyatt taking over the Dark Order? You know, when are we going to get this heel, vicious, just like, 
you know, evil dark order and Bray is the one to do that. But Bray, Bray also has the personality and I don't know if you want to call it silliness, you know, as you see in the firefight, you know, he's, he could be great in impact as well. But yeah. you got to worry about them getting too stacked of a roster, especially since their forbidden door just never closes Sure. Uh, with, sure. with impact. I mean, I don't understand why they need all this cross promotion. I know I'm, I'm not complaining. It's great television, but yeah, he, some guys get lost in the shuffle. Like I said, you couldn't put Ace Austin and Chris Saban in a barn burner at Bound for Glory because you had all these guys oh, yeah, cross the, over through the yeah. forbidden door to, you know, be at Face Bound for Glory course. for the biggest card ever. And I get it. It's the biggest show of the year. You want the biggest names possible. But, you know, sometimes things get lost in the shuffle because when you do that, that's what CM Punk bitched about, and that's why he left WWE. Sure. Oh, Rocky. I want to miss the Rocky. I don't get the name back. Sorry. That was that CM Punk impersonation. It was good. I think everybody listening to it, we could just cut that <laughs> clip and they would know right away. That's that's who you're. How did Ryan get CM Punk on his podcast? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you said Impact. You said AEW. I think you hit, did you hit them all, or did you have more? Well, like I said the only thing I have left is the Royal Rumble picks. So you give me the green. I mean, these are these are bold. I, mean, I don't. I, I doubt either of these will happen. But okay, you have bold Royal Rumble picks. Okay. Um, John DeCani called Keith Lee, and he called Austin Theory winning the WWE Championship. I haven't heard anything more bold than that this year. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm not going that far. Austin Theory, we get two years to Austin Theory. So, I mean, I made a bold prediction a long time ago that in five years I wanted to see Aleister Black kick Roman Reigns' head off at WrestleMania, but that won't happen. No, um, I doubt they'll even be in the ring ever again together. Yeah, actually. exactly, unfortunately. Um, All right, what uh, are your – start with the – well, you, you pick. Men's or women's, you pick. Well, uh, the free, yeah, we'll do the men's first. Uh, I think it is absolutely imperative, if that is the correct word, that WWE keeps Kevin Owens. They yeah. cannot let Kevin Owens go because he will fit right into AEW. He will be a star. And like, he won't get lost in the shuffle there. WWE needs to keep Kevin Owens, and they need to skyrocket him. So I have Kevin Owens winning the Royal Rumble. From the men's side, and for the women, uh, it, it's two picks. Uh, one, you know, you may, you may throw finally throw Sasha Banks the bone here and uh, let her win it. But my my pet, you, you gotta unleash Shayna Baszler at some point. Um, mm. So I think if she has a strong Survivor Series um, on that SmackDown elimination team, if she survives because she does well at Survivor Series, you won the, the triple threat match two years ago. Didn't survive last year. I think the, the Raw team was in – or something happened. Something was in shambles. Yeah, the Raw team was in shambles, even though Lana won. But um, I, I think it's time to unleash Shayna Baszler. You finally got her away from uh, Nia Jax. You got them on different shows. She's in a dip, different atmosphere. Just let her go. Just just please ask her nicely not to bite people in the neck. <laughs> so Keep the I mouthpiece mean... in. How about that? On the 100th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, John DeConi called Shayna Baszler as being a first-time champion in this period um, that we were talking about, which is about over now. But and I, there's been a lot of talk about Shayna as well in the last couple of weeks. So it makes sense you build her up, build her into that spot, and get her going again. The other and, name and that... this is the, this is the time too. Like Bianca Belair started at this time uh, years ago when Oscar first. It was 2017, I believe, on my graphic. It said that Oscar was the sole survivor. 2017 went on the room to win the Royal Rumble and then challenged 
unfortunately came up short um, at WrestleMania, but this is the time, you know, like this is. Yeah. Um, I'm pulling up uh, Facebook now because I had somebody message me with a prediction that kind of goes along with the Shayna Baszler thing. So I'm going to bring that up to you when I get it. Um, but I guess the other thing is the other name that people have been talking about for um, the the Women's Rumble is Raquel. So I wonder what your thoughts are on Raquel because it would be it'd be a quick call up and a, a you know kind of immediately thrust into that position, but maybe she's the one to do that with. Well, that's what they originally wanted to do with Shayna Baszler two years ago. Remember, sure. she was the NXT that, and then you know she eventually dropped the title to Rhea Ripley the next uh, the month before or whatever. You know, that's it, it's not below them to do that. Yes, it could be Raquel, and then have Raquel get the the championship match at Mania. Um. It's really, yeah, sure. It, it, it all depends on, you know, well, see, here's the difference between then and now. And I believe we had this conversation. Uh, uh, Vince is running NXT now. So Vince can yeah. have a seamless transition for Raquel. Exactly. Whereas with Asuka and with Sheena Baszler and Rhea Ripley, you know, Vince had no control over what they did in NXT. And then they had the, you know, some, most, they didn't really repackage them. But um, the three of them got thrusted. Uh, pretty big into WrestleMania spots immediately after their call-up. So it's not unheard of if they do this to Raquel Gonzalez. Okay, so the other name I had, and it goes well with your Shayna Baszler uh, prediction, um, Travis's brother Josiah messaged me on Facebook and said his prediction, and it, this might be a little bit wild, eh, for the Rumble, is Ronda Rousey. I picked back. her, I think, the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> I keep on picking Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar. And she's due. And, and that's, you know, it, when the time comes, right, the, 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 now she has the baby. I, guess, I know, I'm not, yeah, so here comes that yeah, conversation. Let's not predict again. whether she'll be ready or not. But. Yes, exactly. So between her and Lacey Evans, I guess it's a race between her and Lacey Evans, and I think somebody else has had a kid too. Um, it, she's going to beeline for Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah, that's, that that's what it now. So, whether Becky has the title or not, and I'm hoping that Becky doesn't have the title when Ronda comes back because you know what, that match doesn't need the championship, that match can stand on its own in some type of street fight, and it has to be at WrestleMania because that's where Ronda got, got the L, that's where she took the L from Becky Lynch. It was at WrestleMania, yes, it was for the title, but I don't think Ronda's just gonna beeline for her. Maybe cost Becky the championship to Liv Morgan, so I get my Liv Morgan versus Eva Marie WrestleMania match. But if you have that and like a street fight at WrestleMania, then it doesn't take away anything from the Raw Women's Championship. Then you can put, you know, I'm joking with Liv and, and Eva Marie, but if Raquel Gonzalez wins the Royal Rumble, then she will have her title match against whoever, Asuka, yeah. you know, whoever is the champion at that time. Since that's only, she's only one I can really, Alexa Bliss, maybe. I forgot to put the Alexa Bliss on my Survivor Series team, too. She's, uh, well, she hasn't been around, right? She's been off TV. She's been off TV for a minute, yeah. Ever since Lily got ripped off, her head ripped off. So, like, there's options. BJ's upset you're not calling Eva Marie winning from the 30 spot. You know, uh, you know this I wants consistency. She's filming a movie right now. Who knows that the movie's going to be done? No. Like I said, it's no, she'll, she'll, I'll have Shayna Baszler or Sasha Banks win the Rumble, representing SmackDown to challenge whoever. And then Eva Marie will challenge the. Now, now, speaking of BJ, uh, Pavanka, and also uh, Travis's brother, Josiah, they both 
threw the name Otis out there as, you know, he kind of got done dirty with the money in the bank. Maybe they throw him a bone at the Royal Rumble. No. Big E versus Otis isn't the worst, you know? For WrestleMania. Okay, so if you take every WWE championship match in WrestleMania history, uh-huh. let's just say there's 37 of them. Okay. Okay, Lex Luger and Yokozuna, that's probably last. Sure. But um no, that that does that would not that Big E. I don't think Big E is gonna make it to WrestleMania. I don't think he's gonna make it. I think he's gonna no, and that's what John DeCani's prediction. John DeCani's prediction was that uh Big E loses the belt to Lashley, Keith Lee wins the rumble, and they have a match at WrestleMania. That's a that's a good match. I no, I think I got Seth Rollins. I got Seth Rollins being the guy. Uh, I think this is I think this is going to happen. I think Seth Rollins uh it was, okay i had uh eh. i like him and gable together though i don't want to split that up yeah, yeah um i got seth rollins beating biggie at the rumble uh we'll leave it at that i think i think uh, they might not even make it to the rumble because you have two pay-per-views before that right no there is no december pay-per-view so you have the new year's day one um maybe he wins it there i don't know i, I just got seth rollins beating biggie and walking into wrestlemania uh, being challenged i guess you could start, like i said with kevin owens as that as my pick you could you they have a history that would be a great wrestlemania rematch from two years ago that would do the w in my opinion the wwe championship justice um i know i'm probably a bigger seth rollins fan but i just think the seth rollins heel character um has been on the burner for too long to not be champion you know he he just lost a year of his career doing great heel work not as champion you know the feud yeah. edge was great and I, I forget what he did before that uh he was screwing with somebody cesaro that, that was a great wrestlemania match so i mean there's things I and mean, he's been clamoring he's been saying it for a long time i want the title and then he gets sidetracked well, okay now that i'm done i want the title and he gets sidetracked so I, I think it'll be. I think the thing is back to being Seth Rollins' time, and everyone's going to hate every second of it, which is what he's supposed to do. Well, and WWE does like to put the heel on top, so I know they're just looking at Big E, and, try, and that's kind of a not the not the situation they want. They want to get a heel back in, in that spot, I would assume. But I got to imagine, Al, it can't happen this month. It can't happen like right away, right? It's got to no, be. No, no, they're going to hold it. Months. They can't because it's going to be a Survivor Series. Rollins is going to have to. You know, he's getting sidetracked again. Rollins is probably gonna have to captain the men's team. Um, Biggie's gonna have, you know, Biggie's gonna get his ass kicked by Roman if they do the champions versus champions. So there's no way in hell Biggie's winning that. So, um, so after that, they have Biggie to get Biggie Biggie either at day one and then the rematch at the Rumble, or at day one, Biggie gets a cheap win and Rollins gets screwed somehow, and then they have the rematch where Rollins wins at the Rumble. Um, yeah, there's time. There's there's no reason to rush this. Yeah, and it's not. It's I think last year. Didn't we have like two or three title changes after the Rumble before WrestleMania? I mean, the Miz won the title, and then Lashley won the title. So yeah, that's at least yeah. two between Rumble and and uh, and Mania. So not not surprising if that happens as well. No, not at all. Not at all. You you, you, you got to do right by the guys and the shows that are happening live, but then you also have to plan for Mania and what you want to do. I'm sure WrestleMania is already booked in their head what they want to do. All right. So uh, with that. Uh, I know you got some other things that you want to talk about, and we'll come to that. Some some good Survivor Series stuff. So bear with me on this for a second. But let's first. Um, I'm gonna. You have, did you get through all your predictions? Yeah, that's all I got. I got nothing for AEW. They're they're just just I'm gonna just leave them be. They're they're doing great. 
full gear, full gear is going to be uh, is going to be looking great. Um, the addition last night of Miro uh, to replace Moxley, I think that was a very seamless transition because I think that what they originally had planned for Moxley to do, and that's completely squashed and injured Orange Cassidy to go on. Because Moxley was doing short work anyway, right? So if yeah. there's anybody that can fill in seamlessly to do that, it's Miro. Because Miro's got nothing going on right now. So I think Miro uh, and Brian – actually, I looked this up. Miro and Brian Danielson, I believe. You search that in Google, only one match came up uh, way back in the day. I forget what year it was. Maybe like 16, 17, 18, somewhere in that area where Rusev defeated Daniel Bryan in a Money in the Bank qualifier. So that's the only time I know that is the only time these two have ever met in a one-on-one -on -one match. So, uh, but now it's a, it, it doesn't make the, the decision at full gear any easier to pair with the main event, you know, whether you, you know, you're going to get Kenny and Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson, whether it's for the title or not, I don't know, but you can definitely see hangman page versus Miro. Um, if the original plan was for Moxley to win this thing. Yeah, that's a, uh... I can't believe that's the only time that they've ever wrestled. Well, he's been retired. He was retired that entire time. Oh, yeah. Rusev came in, let's just say, right before WrestleMania 31, and that was Daniel Bryan's, I think it was like his third to last match before Sheamus concussed him again. Uh, and then they just were never – Daniel yeah. Bryan was, uh, was out for four years. Because Mira's only been around since it looks like 2013 or so. Yeah. I'm, if you can't tell, I'm actually going back through and looking right now. <laughs> well, here's the other thing. When, when Rusev came in, he he was undefeated. You're not going to feed Daniel Bryan to him. Right. Yeah. And, you know, he was winning the U.S. title. He had the feud with Johnson. Yeah, but you're not going to you're not you're going to keep them separate just to save Daniel Bryan, save the both of them. Yeah. Um, and Daniel Bryan was out for four years, and all of a sudden Rusev Day began, and for whatever reason, it still blows my mind that that fell short. But yeah, they had a. Uh, it was on SmackDown. It was a Money in the Bank qualifier that Rusev won. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to get into headlines now. So uh, stick with us. We will be right back, and it won't take very long at all. So. Oh, scraps. We're back. <laughs> I got a favor from you. I need. I, I'm stealing scraps. Okay. So you know, when I'm back on the Essential Wrestling Podcast, before we do our indie segment, um, I'm stealing scraps while you're uh, on hiatus. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I'm back to 2014 and can't find a Daniel Bryan match with Rusev. So this is pretty. And he Rusev won a lot of matches in 2014. Holy cow! Yeah. Including a win over Jake Hager. How about and Big E? Several wins over Big E. Okay. Well. All right. Well, uh, I want to get your thoughts on Kalisto's appearance last night on AEW. I think that's a headline. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Him and Aerostar kind of showed zero continuity as a tag team. I think Aerostar looked a little bit lost. But I, was, I, I know Aerostar. I remember him from Lucha Underground. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Kalisto. Yeah, even if it was, the one, if it was just a one-shot thing, I was just happy to see him. Um, I know the the, the 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 gimmick right now is FTR is doing the, the, the Lucha Libre Mexican thing, and you know, they're challenging the Lucha. It makes sense to bring in, in, in two guys. Uh, two luchadors, and I'm I'm happy to see Kalisto. I miss Kal I loved Kalisto. Yeah, he's great. He's great. So, um, he didn't do his big running flip thing into the ring, but he, you know he did his. It was a, it was a good match. He was. I, I'm he shocked he didn't start getting booed when he was doing this. I, well, I'm I, 
shocked. I did a little bit. <laughs> That's lazy writing by bad creative. You know, like I'm shocked that they even brought that to the table, and, and they, the crowd was doing it. So that 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 was a swerve. I got two two people whose contract is coming up uh, that I want to talk to you about. Uh, PW Insider reported yesterday that Kyle O'Reilly's contract is up in December. But we also found out recently that Juice Robinson's contract is up in January. Fightful reported that. So you got two people becoming available. Uh, Juice, I think it's kind of likely Juice just signs with uh, back with New Japan. But oh. um, Fightful did report that he is expected that he's going to get multiple offers. So we'll see. I'm sure Impact will be one of them. I wouldn't yeah, know why. I would, know. You know, if he wants to stay home, stay stateside. Yeah. Just, just stay with Impact. I mean, that's really. I don't want to say it's a no-brainer, but it all depends. I don't know him, so I don't know if he truly loves uh, not just New Japan. That's a lifestyle change. You know, you got to move to Japan. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you know, it well, all depends. Now. If he loves that lifestyle, then yes, by by all means, stay. But I mean, if you want to be home, you know, he's got probably, he's probably got more family here than in Japan. You know, like sure. well, and he's with Tony Storm last I knew. So. She's not over there, so. Yeah, she is not. So, and then the Kyle O'Reilly one is, you know, to me, and I'll, I'll get your your thoughts, but I'll go first, I guess. It's like, I don't think Kyle's re-signing, only because, you know, Cole left, Fish went, they both signed with AEW. Kyle O'Reilly, I don't think, is ever going to get the big main roster push. Um, so unless he feels like he can carve out a niche on NXT for a long, long time, I don't see him re-signing. Now, and, and and if Bobby is signed, then you, if you throw Red Dragon yes, in that mix exactly. of tag teams, then that yeah, that makes sense. That makes I, sense to me. I think that's why Bobby Fish got signed because when he got signed, I was like, that doesn't really seem to make sense. But then I, yeah. you know, I thought, well, maybe maybe if they think they can get Kyle at some point and have that tag team in the division, that will make sense. Yeah. Um, so. Maybe that's what the, the long-term plan was there. So WWE also reporting their third quarter earnings um, today. So we'll see what they have to say and whether after the earnings, the stock goes up or down and more talent gets released or maybe they hire. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I had that in my jurisdiction. I, I don't know financials, so I'm out on that one. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the analysts will let us know. So, all right. What I'm going to do is I am going to, uh, well, first and foremost, I'm going to update people on what's going on with Daily Wrestling News Show. So I have some projects that I'm working on. Uh, some of them are, are pretty big projects and they're requiring a lot of time. So um, I'm excited about them. I'm not really ready to let the cat out of the bag quite yet on what they are. Um, I mean, I will say that my website's going through a technical upgrade and that's going to be a you know, a little bit of work and some testing on my part, and it's going to open up some possibilities for me. Um, but that's really kind of transparent to everybody else. But what we're doing with Daily Wrestling News Show is we're, we're going to go on hiatus for a while. Uh, this is kind of the end of season one. In order to give me time to work on some of these other things, we're going to put it on the shelf. And, you know, we may come back at some point later. Um, but we will do things like the roundtable panels, like I just talked about, that we're going to do after Royal Rumble. We'll do some post shows. We'll have a lot. We'll have content. Don't worry. <laughs> well, there'll be plenty of stuff to watch. All of it's going to be very, very good when we do it because you know we won't have been going nonstop every single day. So I think it'll, I think it'll be great. I still want to do interviews with the, some of the people from CCW and Ignite and stuff like that. So 
will still have content. It'll still be good content. It just won't be every day. So um, until we see you again, uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's worth of programming because I think it has been some of the best stuff we've ever done. So um, good stuff. Yeah, it's just fun to just take, you know, just throw some darts at a dartboard. You know, exactly. sometimes you hit the wall, but sometimes you hit the bullseye, you know, whatever. But that's just part of the fun it is of being a wrestling fan, not just sitting there and taking a crap on Raw. Every week. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, Al has a bunch of stuff to talk about in a few seconds, a bunch of Survivor Series goodness. Let me yeah. first tell you about the primetime rundown, though. Joey, Joey Jairzanka, Ian Schreier, and Robin Luca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and their show kicks off at 7 p.m. Don't trust them about football picks, though, because their <laughs> record's not good. Uh, but for everything else, uh, you can get them on the Eastern Observer at 7 p.m. on Fridays. All right. And, and, okay, so in their defense, let's listen. You know, Ian Schreier, Rob DeLuca, and I think that guy Larry Park, uh, they're, they're doing pretty good. They're, 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 they're six and two or whatever. You know, they're, 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 all, they're on the ball. We all kind of took a bleep last week because of the stupid Jets. Joe's about 500. Right Joe, now. Yeah, Joe's the one that you don't listen to. That's really – he's the Tyler Adele of the primetime rundown. Okay. And so <laughs> Al Carl, he hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, on the Eastern Observer. And I'm there, and John DeCani and John Smith and Gary Maheffi. Al guides us through a week of updates and highlights in the world of pro wrestling. You can find out who we think will win the week's matches. The show kicks off each Tuesday at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. Yeah, and I'll just cut you off real quick, Rye. You know, like I said, you're talking about hiatuses and whatnot. Uh, this is my last show till December. Uh, I'm not going to be on air until uh, the December 2nd episode. So I have a, uh, I'm have going to be on hiatus as well. But for those of you who are upset that the Daily Wrestling News show is not going to be on every day, Ryan will be filling in for me. You will get your Ryan, you know, your, your – Evening cup of joy, I guess, if you want. Sure. Uh, as Ryan uh, takes over the Essential Wrestling Podcast for the rest of the month, uh, and I, I again, I thank you for that. I appreciate that. So uh, I'll be back. Ryan's not going in. Ryan, and then even when I am back, Ryan will still be on. I am. I just announced officially. Big breaking news. I am stealing scraps uh, to make <laughs> sure that he is. He scraps lives on uh, on the Essential Wrestling Podcast. So, um, you know, we're, we're around. We just will be. Is that the uh, is that the intro to my segment? The scraps. Yes, yes, that's yeah. what I want to do. When I'm okay. whether you, yeah, whether not, you use it when uh, when I'm gone, that you have to do this. But when on December second, when I come back. <laughs> All right. Well, and there's finally my last read here is ProWrestlingPickem.com. It's a place where you can join or create a Pickem League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. You can create an account at now at ProWrestlingPickem.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. This is Al Carl's baby. It is the thing that he has spent countless hours creating and putting together for us to enjoy. So do check it out and play along. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. you got a point system. Play against your friends. Uh, if you want to create a uh, private pool. Uh, with just your friends and no one else can get involved. Uh, that's what I do. That's how this whole thing started. Uh, but then we were also uh, we're in a public pool. Anybody can join the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool. Uh, I say six months. We're uh, a little over halfway through uh, the year, halfway through the season. So big, some big points coming up with uh, the Royal Rumble. Uh, some big points coming up with the Survivor Series and WrestleMania. Plus, we have Impact. We have AEW. Um, NXT, uh, if they're if they're ever doing takeovers again, it's not going to shock me if they take maybe like uh, some time off from doing takeovers. Let these guys develop. Yeah. Like, it's a true developmental company. 
just just out of curiosity, um, we're halfway through the season. He said, "Who's who's winning in the Central?" Who's winning? Uh, yeah, who's Ryan officially <laughs> cracked the eight hundred point mark right on the button. Uh, he's probably gonna be like a twenty to thirty point uh, lead right now over the rest of us. So Ryan, uh, you know, you know, Ryan's the guy you listen to. I mean, he gets all of his information and his picks from his wife, but. Uh, Ryan is in the. Well, in the you board. know what's what's interesting is I was looking like uh, the point totals, my um, specifically mine, um, or actually yours, yours from last year and mine from this year. I already have more points this year than you had all of last year. Oh, really? Crazy, which just means this shows that goes to show that there's more shows and there's lots of stuff to pick. You know, yeah, impact AEW, NXT, and and WWE mainline, and there's just there's a lot of shows to pick. Yeah, and I, I tweaked the point system to make, you know, the, the whole point system, you know, the, the bigger the show, the more points are involved. Like, Bound for Glory is their biggest show. And like that, and Double or Nothing, you know, they get more points than, let's say, you know, Halloween Havoc or Fighter sure. Fest, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, there, I, I did adjust the, the point system, which I believe to be accordingly. I know John Smith's going to argue me, uh, with me on that one, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's what it, I think I think it's it's a pretty safe system, but. All right, well, Al, uh, I know you've got some Survivor Series stuff. Looks like it may be your favorites or something. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's just, Survivor Series is coming. I'm not going to be on air again. I just want to throw some stuff out there. Maybe people can rewatch. Get excited. This is a big event. Um, I love the Survivor Series. I love. I know, Ryan, you, you, you're questioning the brand warfare a little bit. You don't like the champions versus champions. Yeah, there you go. There, that's it. Uh, we, I know you don't like the, the champions versus champions because somebody doesn't come out looking strong. And I, I get that argument. I don't particularly don't care. I'm just, whatever, may the best man win. Uh, so I got four Survivor Series. I know everyone's homework assignment. Watch these four. These are my four favorites. I'm not saying they're the best. That is, you know, they, I, well, the that's first not, one is, in my opinion. I know the first one is your favorite. So we're going to, you know, we're going to start off, start off early. I guess the golden era, as they call it, that uh, the 1990 Survivor Series. Um, teams, you had Hulk Hogan happening, the Ultimate Warrior capping one team. Uh, there was a lot going on in this show. The first things first, uh, the million dollar team right there, you'll see the question mark. It was Ted DiBiase with Rhythm and Blues. That question mark was The Undertaker. So this is the infamous Undertaker debut, uh, and it's been magic ever since. Uh, but that's not the reason why you watch the match. Uh, this Hang match on, actually gotta came say, down. Now, you got to yeah. say, holy cow, look at the size of them yeah, exactly. hand hocks. Check out them drumsticks, baby. <laughs> uh, this match comes down to Ted DiBiase versus Bret Hart. And if you want to watch about five minutes of wrestling that was way ahead of its time back in 1990, this match's conclusion uh, was absolutely uh, incredible. Uh, great wrestling. Just, you know, two of my favorites, Bret Hart, Ted DiBiase. Um, absolutely incredible. Uh, also, we had a little bit of history in the 1990 Survivor Series. The first ever team to completely survive a match. This team was called the Visionaries, which was captained by Rick the Model Martel, along with Power and Glory. And no, that is not Goldberg. That is the Warlord. <laughs> Um, they went on along with Ted DiBiase, who beat Bret Hart in the, that. It, all the survivors advanced to a big grand survivor, a big grand finale Survivor Series match, where those five uh, went on to play, uh, go against the greatest Survivor Series team in all time: Hulk Hogan, WWF Champion, The Ultimate Warrior, and then Tito Santana. 
three of my favorites right there. So um, great action all through the 1990 Survivor Series. I believe the Gobbly Booker was born on that day as well. Uh, thank God well, that people, wasn't the Undertaker and he wasn't the Eggman. People thought that Ric Flair was going to come out of the egg. He could have. Yeah, we that's, still that's had another year before we got Ric Flair. But that's what uh, we're going to fast forward. If you want a little bit of, I'm sorry, what was that? That's what people thought because there was all these issues with Flair and the NWA at the time. So they thought he was actually coming over. It's a heavy rumor at the time. Not that yeah, I. Knew it, it was it. the next year's Survivor Series where Ric Flair came out with the the belt yeah. that was blacked out. Uh, you want to fast forward, Aiden? You know, for those of us who like tournaments and brackets, this isn't your traditional Survivor Series, but we have the 1998, the Deadly Games tournament. The title oh, was vacated when Kane one. and The Undertaker pinned Steve Austin in a triple threat match at the same exact time. Vince McMahon with the three count. That was Vince's way of getting the belt off Austin. This was right in the midst of the Austin McMahon feud. Uh, Kane and The Undertaker, because of that, received buys. Here are the brackets. This is just attitude error written all over it. Um, Al Snow. Yeah. We, <laughs> John Smith and I watched the beginning of this the other night, and it's just, you know, Regal was a real man's man. If you want to hear that music, that was fun. Um, it was just a well-booked tournament. Uh, there was twists. There was turns. You laughed. You cried. You hurled. Uh, long story short, big swerve at the end. Uh, spoiler alert, we have a first-timer here. It ended up being The Rock winning his first WWF championship um, at the 1998 Survivor Series joining the corporation. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I am a huge fan of the invasion. absolutely loved it. That culminated at the 2001 Survivor Series where it was winner-take-all. Uh, the main event uh, was Team WWF with uh, The Rock, Chris Jericho, Big Show, Kane, and The Undertaker against Team Alliance. Steve Austin, Booker T, Shane McMahon, Rob Van Dam, Kurt Angle. Uh, and as I mentioned in that War Games match where Von Wagner is going to be the mole, Kurt Angle was the mole for the Alliance. Vince sent him over there, and uh, he screwed over the Alliance, thus securing the win for Team WWF. And because of Kurt Angle, we are now still watching Raw, SmackDown, and NXT instead of watching Nitro, Thunder, and uh, the WCW Power Plant. <laughs> And AEW still has their TNT. There you, you know, go. Turn because yeah. you know Nitro is a TNT broadcast. And then the last one you should watch, and we've referenced it a couple times today, the 2019 Survivor Series where NXT was involved. This was just cover to cover, absolutely amazing. You had all three heavyweight championships on the line, so the WWF title, WWE, excuse me, Universal title, the NXT title, and in the midst of all that, you had the Survivor Series all triple threat mats. Uh, but the one match that was uh, gets kind of lost in the shuffle, if you're going to watch this show, watch the pre-show because those matches counted. And I watched this the other night on a train. The tag team champions match between the Viking Raiders, the Undisputed Era, and the New Day. Holy crap, Ryan. Did this match was just incredible. Um, there was just too much. It's not a knock that this was on the pre-show. There was just too much going on on the main show. And this was the main event of the pre-show. The other two uh, matches, there was a tag team battle royal and a cruiserweight championship. The cruiserweight championship match was Leo Rush, Kalisto, and Akira Zala. So that was an absolutely incredible match too. Uh, but it ended up, as I said, spoiler alert, ended up Shayna Baszler got the win at the end, clinched the victory for Team NXT. Uh, Raw's only win was the Viking Raiders, so they uh, they did not do well that night. And I do believe Seth Rollins actually flipped out and turned heel the next night yes. because Raw did so piss poor. SmackDown, 
uh, had two wins. One was Roman Reigns. The other one was the Tag Team Battle Royal where the Dirty Dogs got the win. So I, I'm going to say, Al, I think that this 2019 Survivor Series period is the probably the hottest that WWE has been um, since, right? I think that was the hottest period. That was that was in, in the buildup and how it started when everybody got stuck over to Saudi Arabia and they had no yeah. choice but to have NXT invade SmackDown where it was only Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. <laughs> There. Yeah. So uh yeah, there was a lot of stuff that we didn't get last year. We didn't get the the, the Joe jumping uh show jumping and you know, you know, guys come through the crowd to attack and then you know yeah, Dave, that and then you know running up the stairs and Becky Lynch getting her nose busted and I would hope we get back to that this year because you know last year they couldn't they didn't do it because they were actually keeping the roster separate because they were afraid of COVID break, outbreaks. Yeah. So hopefully they can get back to doing that this year, but they don't have a lot of time. So now I, I think they would have had to have started already. And I, I don't think you can do it. If, if they didn't screw with the NXT roster, I think perfect. It would have been great. I don't yeah. think you can put Odyssey Jones and Braun Breaker in the ring with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre right now. Let's just, let's just put it that way. Uh, yeah. I think that would be a risk. I think that would be a risk. So yeah, you said you got you got if they're they're true developmental now, and, and unfortunately it's looking like it. Uh, you know, it, you know, with the show presentation, and they will get better. I, you know, I, I'm not a fan of all that. Whatever the Nickelodeon said, whatever it, it's it's going to get better. You know, I'm it's I'm not giving up on it. Um, maybe next year. Like I mentioned before, and um, the continuity should be better between NXT and main roster, and I that's going to help us. Yeah. Yeah, a lot because the worst was when we got invested on somebody on NXT and then you got to main roster and they had to, you know, rebook them basically. Yep. So we don't have to deal with that anymore. I hope. No, I hope that's either. so. In any event, Al, anything else we need to cover before we uh, close out the show? Yeah, one thing I, I said in pre-production, you know, uh, we're not going to be on. I'm not going to be on until uh, Thanksgiving, uh, until after Thanksgiving. So uh, just a, a helpful hint. Um, I had to bake, you know, make the turkey last year because of uh, COVID and whatnot. And my 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 sisters got it. We just all stayed home. I had to cook a turkey. Uh, I made the cardinal mistake of just putting the turkey directly into the microwave. You're supposed to wash it with soap and warm water first before you cook it. So make sure you wash your turkey, soap and warm water. Make sure it's nice and clean. There you go, John Smith. That's still his gimmick. There he goes, alcohol ripping off John Smith uh, before he put it in the microwave. Oh. You know, in all that talk, uh, I'm sorry, no, no selling your joke. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> do do wash your turkeys, I guess, with soap and water. Anyway, you mentioned the the warlord. He yes. was on Dark Side of the Ring this past week, uh, or oh. a couple of weeks ago. But I saw him in a multi-person match not that long ago in Chicago. I'm not going to let that die. Now, so, now, that's you see, if you see the powers of pain, that's yeah, that's bucket list. Bucket list. All right. Well, for Al Carl, I'm Ryan Joy. Uh, this is the last episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show for a while, uh, and we will uh, we'll see you next time whenever we go live again.